Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome. That's so right. After the live call-in show. Um, Number one, Will. Let's talk about it. Let, before before the, the audience shows up, congratulations on being number one on uh, Spotify's trending chart this weekend. I can't be. Uh, I couldn't be prouder of you. Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it was uh, a very brief <laughs> period. I want to check it the day <laughs> after. I think I've maybe fell down a little bit, but you know, I I think it's just you got to give credit to the Raptors, man. I mean, they're um, what are they now? What fifty? 50 plus wins in four and five straight seasons. They got division titles in six of seven. You know, the fan base is just getting bigger. Like it's, it's not even necessarily anything that we're doing. I mean, I would like to take the credit, but if the Raptors, if, if the Raptors were like the Kings or the Knicks or whatever, then, um, you know, it would be just what it is, you know? <laughs> so um, you're saying that it's Masai that was a number one trending podcast. I, I, yo, if Masai put out a podcast, just like a motivational, like Tony Robbins style podcast, you would, you tell me you wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Him just saying over and over again. Uh, if, believe you know, in the city, believe in yourselves. Yeah, I mean, yo, he's basically, every press conference is, is one of those, uh, you know, uh, Tony Robbins podcasts are, uh, <laughs> you know, motivational shows. Um, by the way, I had a buddy of mine who used to be really into him, and I think he went to San Diego. Uh, you know, he went to Are we talking about AR? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. uh, but he's like he's like a I think he's a doctor now. So shout out to him. Yeah, a neurosurgeon yeah. or like yeah, I'm I mean, sure that of was, all things, right? Right. So. Yeah, I cannot believe that that person. Maybe I should have gone with him. A, uh, maybe, maybe mm. he's right. Um. All right. So we're we're clearly in a good mood. The Raptors. You know, obviously that Celtics loss was strange and uh, deflating, but if you look at it on the whole, in six games in the bubble, the Raptors are. Five and one. I was just looking at the numbers. The Raptors have the best defense inside of the bubble by a full six points. The Raptors are allowing less than 100 points per uh, 100 possessions, which is uh, pretty much impossible in the modern NBA, especially since if you look at the overall numbers for the league, everyone's offense and scoring is up. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the Raptors are. In a good spot, and they just beat the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Obviously, no Giannis, but uh, the rest of the Bucks played. And um, you know, what'd you think, Josh? Uh, did, did they look very good, or did they look like the uh, the 2011 Cavs? Which I keep. Well, before we on. get to slandering the Milwaukee Bucks, let's start by saying it's really good that we're not um, a Leafs call-in show this, uh, this this Tuesday morning. Mm. Um, those boys really uh, let us all down, getting sent home literally to their houses that evening mm. all of the leafs slept in their apartments uh took the Yo, they, they probably Uber. walked home let's be real yeah left they the probably live near like yeah jeez wow. express out of the bubble unbelievable stuff but um the milwaukee bucks game yeah yeah it was a sort of a letdown not very it wasn't super fun to watch shout out to matt thomas and chris boucher uh, for putting up uh, career highs but uh 
what yeah what happened the milwaukee bucks had the rest of their starters and they got ran off the court by you know guys who aren't expected to see many playoff minutes um i know early on in our in the show someone called in and said that a Giannis was hey, a Kate, big fraud. Can I confirm you're still there oh hold on um early on we uh we, we saw that somebody claimed that Giannis was a fraud but it seems clear every single day that uh when Giannis sits those the bucks are extremely beatable yeah i mean he's you know the mvp and the defensive player of the year and, and we see what happens when he you know when he's not there and i do kind of feel bad for Giannis in a way right because you would kind of expect the rest of the bucks to step up but realistically the bucks are kind of in a bad spot like they're three and seven in um what their last 10 games obviously that's dating before the bubble but they had lost yeah. four games there basically half their losses in the whole entire season have happened within the last like 12 15 games <laughs> Uh, which is strange. And then even after the loss, uh, Kyle Korver, who's been around, you know, quite a while, he's been on some pretty good teams, been in the playoffs, I think 12 straight years, they said, on the broadcast, which is very impressive. But Kyle Korver said, quote, "Uh, on all the teams I've been on, I've always found this is when there's a turning point for a team. You either take this and you move towards better, you move towards good, or you can go the wrong way. I'm not going to say we are at that point, but we are certainly close. I believe in the character of this group. I think we have a bunch of guys, blah, 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 blah. But um yeah um you know not it's not great when Kyle Korver is the leading scorer in, in a game in 2020 um against a, a fellow uh you know conference rival um obviously no Kyle no Fred no Serge but Serge. Uh, you know it, it, it's tough when Matt Thomas is outscoring everybody on your team I'm just saying that right you know and, and I, I, I agree doing the same thing but yeah the do you want to recap some of that Celtics game I didn't watch it because I was not expecting the Raptors to win. <laughs> you were very lucky. Why would you not expect it, them to win? They were on the It seemed like a point. schedule loss. Um, I don't think that, I don't know. I had, I like hung out in the Kingsway with a bunch of our mutual friends. Oh, I fair enough. Was gonna, I was planning on catching up on the game when I got home, but tuned in, saw the first quarter score and said, I guess they didn't show up. Was mm. it just, was it that simple? Was it uh, Nick Nurse and the guys not wanting to tip their hand and the Celtics having like a very competent NBA team. I, look, I want to make mis- I want to make excuses, but realistically, that was just a very very tough. Uh, just a very very tough loss. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, <laughs> they did not compete, which is the strangest part. Like the Raptors, obviously, you know, man. Like they try really hard. They could defend. You know, like they give it. They usually give an incredible effort, right? And so that's why they never get blown out. Um, but Facts. yeah, in this game, I mean, they were just getting. Like, I don't know, man. It was it was really really tough. Um. Yeah, they did not compete. Do you, do you think <laughs> there should be any they, just for, got, they got blown out. That's it. What do you think there should be any concern for a playoff series, or it's not that deep? At least not yet. Um. I mean, I think the Celtics are just a good team, right? So, like, there's concerns there, right? Um, It'll be yeah. Just it will be a series that the Raptors can play well and not win. Unfortunately, that's kind of how I felt about the Celtics all year long. Is that they're a good they're a good team. They're the kind of team that you know, makes a run in the playoffs and can push mm-hmm. teams that they will be um, that that may be better than them to the brink because they have just a ton of talented wings who can score and play make when the games get tight. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and the, the only thing I would say tactically is you have the four guys on the floor at all times, right? You have Kemba, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Because the Raptors really like to 
focus and narrow down their defense on one or two guys. They're really good at doing that. But what that does is that it forces other guys on the team to make plays. And if you play the Lakers and you're forcing Deion Waiters to shoot 12 times, you're fine with that. You're forcing Marquise Morris to shoot is fine, right? You, you go, you know, with the, the heat. Okay, yeah, Jay Crowder can shoot 10 threes. That's fine. You're never going to beat us with Jay Crowder shooting 10 threes. Um, but with the Celtics, like when you force those extra shots to guys like Kemba or to guys like Jalen Brown, like those guys can really do damage. So I, sure. I think they might have to tweak their defense just to play a little bit less help focused and a little bit more like one-on-one defense focused. Um, and that the size of the Celtics is a problem. But realistically, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I still think Pascal should thrive in that series. He didn't do well in that game at all. But, you know, that's been a bigger thing. Uh, but I think Pascal, just on paper, should do really well in that matchup. Um, I think Serge should do really well in that matchup. Serge was also terrible in that one. Like, he got dunked on by Gordon Hayward. Um, Rush that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, he was one for nine as well. So it, it was just an off night for everybody. But uh, hopefully it's it's uh, it's going to be okay. Um we, we have a couple work- questions from YouTube. Yes, we're working to get um, calls running. Um, you guys are very enthusiastic. You're um, worried that Ashley's phone is going to catch on fire. But first, mm-hmm. we have uh, Jason Harrison. Uh, he asks, if you could have Siakam train with one NBA legend for an offseason, who would it be? This is a great uh, barbershop question. Uh, Will, do you have an answer off the top of your head? Um, if training with one NBA legend... I don't even think one NBA legend necessarily. I think he probably just, if I could actually just pitch one assistant coach, I would honestly like for him to work more with um, Phil Handy, who was assistant with the Raptors last year, right? And now is with the Lakers. Be um, your own Phil, goat. Phil, yeah, exactly. Be your own goat. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just a, he, he's a lot of players have credited Phil with helping them with their handle and just develop, uh, you know, just various dribble moves. I think Kawhi's, you know, uh, you know, Attributed to that, I think Kyrie was there. He was with the Cavs for a while. I'm not sure if he worked that much with LeBron, but who knows. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just like to see Pascal improve his handles. So I'd actually, you know, because whatever, man, it's not like he needs to go to like the Hakeem post-up workshop or whatever else. Um, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Obviously, he was a guy that people love to train with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the number one thing for Pascal right now is working on the handle because like when he comes off that like pick and roll or whatever, you know, his handle is just not good enough right now to beat a guy, right? So they're always sagging yeah. back. They're always sitting in the lane. It's basically people are putting the Giannis defense on him. And his handle is not great enough to the point where he can create an advantage, shift the defender consistently, and get to the rim and finish, you know, uh, either through contact or with minimal contact. So um, I would like to see Pascal continue to develop his handle. Um, what about you? Yeah, I couldn't think of a, a legend, but I remember very specifically when Blake Griffin's handle jumped. Mm. Um, right in his right at the end of his time in the Clippers and early in Detroit, I think it looked great. That's when he became like an MVP candidate and such a potent offensive weapon when he was able to take guys off the dribble, step back, or take guys off the dribble and get past them. And those are that's this part of Pascal's game that consistently keeps him from uh, delivering the kinds of top top tier performances that we hope for him. He's a great playmaker. He's phenomenal on defense. Um, he's solid in the post. It would be having him be able to take us off the dribble would be the part of his game that, mm-hmm. yeah, after that, he's unstoppable. But uh, we have a caller. We have Amir from Mississauga. Uh, Amir, welcome to the show. Hi, Amir. Hey, hi. How are you guys? What's going on, man? 
Yeah, not much, not much. Hey, I was wondering. Uh, so one way I think is a good way to uh, rank the a playoff team is by how many other teams would want to play them. And mm. so, like, you know, somebody like the Bats probably ranked 15 because everybody else would want to play them. Uh, and I was just wondering where the Raptors would be. Because I think that maybe the Bucks want to play them because Giannis seems like a person who wants to get even, but nobody else would want to play the Raptors. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, honestly, if I were the Bucks, I don't want to see the Raptors. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that Giannis is like a you know a headstrong guy and he's competitive and he's brave. I love that about him. He's gonna look great when when he has that attribute with the Raptors and on a legitimate coaching staff who can teach him how to shoot a basketball. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe the Celtics. I could maybe see the Celtics wanting to play the Raptors. Just because I think the Raptors don't have that, like, punishing, bruising size that, like, you know, obviously, if you look at the the way their team is constructed, they don't have a lot of great rim protectors, like, at all. Daniel Tice, decent team defender, but, like, not really going to be defending the rim um, consistently. And, you know, you have Giannis, who's a guy who's going to really thrive at the rim. Even Brooke Lopez this year has been posting up more. And, of course, Philly, obviously, Ben Simmons is out, so probably not much of a threat anymore. But even a guy like Embiid down low, um, or even Adebayo, we saw Adebayo really put the, you know, the, 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 just to work to, uh, to, to Boston. I think he had like 12, 13 free throw attempts or something like that. So they really weren't guarding him well. Um, and the Raptors don't really have that guy. Like as much as Serge can pick and pop or like, you know, get inside, you know, for a little floater or whatever, the hook shots, not really a bruising, uh, low post kind of guy. And of course, Mark doesn't really do that ever. So maybe I can see the Celtics, but yeah, I mean, I agree, man. I don't think any team wants to play the Raptors, right? They're, how many teams in the NBA right now have championship experience? Um, and you can go through the rosters. <laughs> it's pretty much just the Raptors. And then you have like Kawhi has championship experience. LeBron has championship experience. That's kind of about it. So I think that also matters as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I, yeah because the Warriors not being there makes a big difference, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, absolutely. The league is kind of, the league is way more even with the, with the Warriors the way they are right now. We'll see like next year with them coming back and, you know, if the Nets get healthy, but right now it's pretty open. Like, I, I think there's a lot of teams that should really be looking at this year as this is my best chance to win the championship. Yeah. That's, that's why Damian Lillard has gone absolutely mental. Mm. Um, in the Western conference, they're like, I actually did the Rockets are the scariest team in the playoffs um, that could take the biggest gap from pre-bubble to their success in the bubble. Um, but nobody wants to play the Raptors. They're just, they're well-coached. They have a solid defense. They are going to have you work to beat them, and that's it sucks. Just not a fun yeah. fun time. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the, the Raptors' defense, everybody's scared of that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, especially teams that don't have, like teams that are top-heavy are especially scared. I think they should be especially scared of playing the Raptors because, as I mentioned earlier, like they're just so good at keying in on one or two guys and forcing the rest of the guys to play. And you, if you have a team like the Celtics, they have multiple guys that can make plays. It's a little tougher. But, like, the Bucks, just re- it's really two guys, right? I mean, it's one and a half, really. You can, you can get Middleton a half. Um, you know, if you look at Miami, that's two guys. If you look at – and the two guys basically are Jimmy, Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson, because I really do think you can do some stuff in the playoffs against Bam. Um, you know, it, I mean, obviously Philly now is pretty much just – well, I mean, it's two guys as well, Tobias Harris and, and, and Joel Embiid. A lot of these teams are just two guys, and the Raptors are extremely, extremely good at just shutting off your superstar. They've like they've done it all season. So, 
Yeah, I always figured that maybe LeBron would might want to do the Raptors again, but that was uh, the, the prior Raptors that mm. uh, he could mentally destroy before even setting foot on the court because pretty much DeMar DeRozan was scared of LeBron. But other than that, uh, I don't think LeBron wanted to see the Raptors either in the finals. Now. No, no LeBron, LeBron wants yeah. to see a, a good roster because they're, they're playing uh, someone named some, – his name sounds like Tim Horton. Tim Horton Tucker or something like that. THT. I don't know, man. He's like a second round rookie that they haven't played all season, but now all of a sudden in the bubble, he's like the consider he's like in consideration to break the rotation. I don't know, man. The Lakers got to figure out the roster. Okay. You shouldn't need Kyle Kuz with the hit buzzer beaters for you to, uh, Avery Bradley's going to come back though. Or or is he not? I don't know. I know he had some stuff going on and he doesn't want to get COVID-19, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. It, but it's like they're they are they are in big big trouble. Yeah, that team is. I, I they don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. How do you, how are they going to guard elite point guards? It's just LeBron. That's or then LeBron, you know, even TJ Warren. <laughs> see, yeah, what did I say? Elite guards. Um, yeah. But Amir, thanks for the call. Uh, hope you're keeping well. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. You guys say so too. Thanks a lot. Um, question from the YouTube chat uh, from Thomas Dryden. Uh, Will Lou, are you going to buy a Boucher jersey since he's our best player now? Um, I mean, it'd be kind of cool. Be, you know, if you showed up in like Oshiega, you know, in his city, Montreal, <laughs> with a Chris Boucher jersey. I mean, it's kind of swaggy, man. So, oh, shout out Chris. He's he's had a great year. Like I've, I've I don't know. I, I really don't want to make an enemy out of Chris. It's, yeah. Um, if he uh, releases his jersey in like simplified Chinese, you pick you cop. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. Yo, Nike, please, like, please give, give us some more uh, Chinese New Year jerseys because Adidas was doing that uh, that one season. I missed Thank out, you. so I, I need a I need another drop. Well, maybe you can buy Chris Boucher's Shanghai Sharks jersey. Just oh, Chris come Boucher. on. I did not say that. <laughs> did not say that, all right? That no, was, I, was Chris, Chris, Boucher, Chris Boucher will be in the NBA next year. Yeah, Though at, he could – he huh? would, like, be a legend. And I, I actually think, that, like, the basketball in China has improved quite steadily over the last decade. That it's not, like, mm. embarrassing to play there. Or embarrassing for NBA guys to go there and play. It's getting quite good on the big clubs. Anyway. Yeah. Um, also, if you've ever been to Shanghai, it'd be pretty sick to live there, man. It's really futuristic, that place. Uh, from Ian Lewis, we have, uh, do you think the overall solid play of the Raptors in the bubble has amplified Pascal's struggle relative to the rest of the team? I personally expected to see a lot of rust considering the time off. Uh, that's a pretty decent question. Um, so, like, do you think Pascal's looked worse because the rest of the team has looked so good? I don't think Pascal's looked super-duper bad. Like, you had... Yeah. Like Kyle Lowry went off in the Lakers game. Fred Van Vliet went off. Um, you don't need Pascal to score 35 points every single time the club goes out. Mm. But that's just me. Um, yeah, I, I'm in the middle of watching some Pascal tape. And quite honestly, he's he's getting okay shots off. The real issue right now is he's, he's not scoring very well around the rim. He's actually shooting. I know people are always down on the shooting. I believe he's shooting like 37% from three. Um, on the bubble, let me just get that completely correct right now. Pascal is shooting 36% from three on 6.5 attempts per game. So that's totally fine. 
Uh, that's a pretty good percentage yeah. for a pretty good volume. It's just, yeah, he's not scoring around the basket, which is strange. But I, if if I expect Pascal to do one thing, I expect him to score around the basket. So I think he's probably missing a couple of makeable shots right now. And then the other thing is just, you know, he's not getting that much at the rim that's open because teams are really just sagging back and dropping on the pick and roll. And that's partially why he looks kind of passive sometimes when he settles for those threes because I don't know. There's just not much you could do, man. The, if the defender is going under the screen on you at the at the free throw line, you, you, you better shoot. At least hopefully then they'll, you know, play you honestly. So, um, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's also a pretty small sample. And he literally spent three months without basketball. So uh, it's it's a real issue. Um, you know, he's probably better at 2K than, than NBA right now. Um, but let, let, let's get to our caller, Kate, um, a podcast favorite. Um, she's calling in this time, second time around. Kate. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Hi, how are you? Uh, long time listener, fourth time caller. Only four? It yeah, seems. I say. Um, but I, yeah, don't, we're doing I, don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> You're doing okay? Yeah, I, I mean. Great. It looks like it's going to thunderstorm, so who knows? But Yeah, yeah. it really does. It looks like it's. Uh, we're having some sort of a a pretty big weather event happening out there let's talk about events though in general guys Uh, i wanted to talk about bubble events and bubble narratives okay let's do it i guess well i guess we may we may as well start with something recent um let's talk about the bucks what's more embarrassing the bucks social media team or bledsoe playing out the final possession with point stanley (laughs) and the raptors 905 (laughs) I, i i did love that mike boonholzer had his team intentionally fouled down six with 40 seconds left to create more possessions. <laughs> yeah. More, uh, moreover, that I couldn't believe was that Stanley missed. Like, the guy can't create his own shot. And even when he is given two shots at the line, at the stripe, he cannot make them happen. Oh, poor Stanley. Yeah. It's, it's truly one of the most inexplicable Raptor seasons Maybe of all time, and I know that includes a lot of, uh, you know, players, but Stanley is really among the Raptor greats. I can't wait for next season. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's going to go down as a legend really, really well. Um, You know, he might be he might be a a sleeper pick for uh, for Alex, for an Alex Wong Coachella 2030 jersey. Oh my God! Uh, listen, if anyone other than Stanley Johnson owns a Stanley Johnson Toronto Raptors jersey, please call in <laughs> and let us know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, how'd you get it? <laughs> oh my God! Oh wow. Um, let's talk a little bit about Giannis's mindset um, because I- I'll be honest. Like I've I've been watching so much bubble basketball. I think as we all have, it's just mm-hmm. really nice to have it back. The basketball's been so good. And, um, but I, I have to say like Giannis has not been looking like he's having a lot of fun and, and I don't blame him. Like, you know, how many, how many teams, okay. Here, here's just in this, as an aside, how many wins mm-hmm. is the Giannis list bucks team? Where do they, like, do I they mean, even, would they even qualify here in the West? Would they even like, make it to the plan i don't even think so i'm <laughs> there i mean they are not sustainably built uh yeah i mean i don't oh, know I, it's just okay so the numbers this year their numbers do say that they're a pretty decent team without them 
uh, with yeah. without Giannis this year. Like when he's on the, off the floor, they they thrive or whatever. But like, I don't know, man. I really don't. I don't really believe that. Like, I I really do think that I even though they're well coached, I think Budenholzer can really get some talent out of these guys. Are they well coached? Are they? I mean, they for the regular like season, the, they're well coached. <laughs> the, this team seems a lot like the David Blatt Cavaliers, like a team that when their guy is not there, they're just absolute dog food. Like it was, I think of the yeah, 2016 or 2015 or 2016 season when LeBron had to miss some time and they were just like unbelievably bad. And you have still, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love out there, two very good basketball players. Um, and they were just losing games. I think they like went one and eight when LeBron sat. Uh, through a stretch in 2016 or 2015, but yeah, not that's that's a comparison. I know that Will and Alex were talk we're comparing them to the um, LeBron's first uh, Finals team. I, I think it's late LeBron after the title uh, Cavs teams. They are just yeah, they they're nothing without their uh, number one guy. And they just don't really have that spark right now. Which I mean, let's be honest, maybe it can come back, but it's. To me, if I was a fan of that of that franchise, I'd be pretty concerned at this point that things haven't gelled. I mean, I think everybody's been they've been saying people have been saying this about a lot of different teams. I mean, the Clippers have another gear, uh, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, well, we haven't seen that other gear, and we've definitely seen the other gear from the Bucks. But the fact that it hasn't come out, except for maybe half of a half of a game against the Jimmy Butlerless Heat. Um, I don't know. I think I'd be pretty worried. But, like, looking at Giannis in that game, he did not look happy. And, I mean, I'm not sure what an oral <laughs> surgery means, if that's, like, a fill- filling or, like, I, I, don't think he, I don't think he was allowed to leave quarantine without that being mentioned. So the I, I think all he did was put in his Invisalign. To me, that's just a filling. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> Give him a bit of jaw pain. Like... <laughs> But to have Giannis on that bench watching uh, the Raptors, you know, 905 cream his 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 starters, um, and then to to watch the Raps like clearing out all three rows of the bench for the uh, for Boucher's two handed slam, Giannis must have been thinking in his head like, man, I do that eight times a game. <laughs> Where, yeah. Where's the love for me from my bench? I don't know. The, the I, Bucks' I biggest cheerleader is his, is his brother, Thanasis. If you actually watch the Bucks oh. bench, like he's really up there giving energy yeah. in a polo, and um, he's he's Giannis' biggest his biggest fan. I mean, I think it's telling that when they're in the bubble, everyone hangs out together, right? We see the vlogs. You know, O'Shea Brissett's chilling with yeah. the rookies. Matt Thomas is speaking patois. It's like, all right, cool. Um, but then, you know, for Giannis, <laughs> he's not hanging out with any Bucks teammates. He's just chilling with his brothers, like, hanging I, out I, with his brothers. He's like, like I, on, I see enough man. of the Lopez so twins. I'm good. Yeah, I would That's... be. I mean, you, I'm not sure. Um, let's make a quick pivot here. Um, who's the most embarrassing of the clown car Clippers? Is it PG13 and his Dame beef? Is it? Um, I don't really want to dog on Trez, but come on, Trez, inviting your IG model into the bubble. Is it Pat Bev with uh, you know a stat line of 12 claps and four flops? During that, uh, during his during his cheering of Dame, or is it Lou Will and his chicken wings? And That's, and is it pretty uh, telling that all like the like four of the top seven Clippers have been in very recent publicity, just embarrassing publicity stuff? And the most dramatic thing that came out of the Raps last year was some manufactured drama between you know Josh Lewenberg and Aaron Mor- Eric Moreland, the fifteenth man off of our bench. 
I'm uh, no longer qualified to comment on media player beefs. Uh, just feel like that's not that's not purely honest. But um, but yeah, I mean, the Clippers, uh, they're just um, I don't know. It's weird to me, but it's also not weird to me that Kawhi is the only guy who's ever done anything on that Clipper team, and Kawhi doesn't say anything. Like Kawhi literally does is not out there yeah. doing any trash talk. It's just these other guys that are just like riding. Basically, his talent and his way being like, yeah, we're great. We're doing all this and this and this. That's like, all right, cool. But, like, you guys haven't done anything. Like, I'm, I, you know, just nothing at all. The Clippers as a franchise has even got out of the second round, okay? So the only reason anyone's looking at you guys seriously is because Kawhi's there. And, you know, Kawhi's great. He's fantastic. But, yo, he looks miserable, man. I mean, he keeps yelling at his teammates. I don't remember this with, with the Raptors. I just don't. I don't remember Kyle. I, like, I remember no, him and Kyle no. Lowry getting – insomnia cookies i don't remember lou williams taking him to atlantic city or not atlantic city a uh, magic city so. what are you what are you talking about will that happen like in january no that's what i'm saying it's just a, it's a difference <laughs> the raptors are it's so di- wholesome we're getting late night cookies they're getting <laughs> yes. late night cookies you know but <laughs> um, oh wow wow i think the the, the paul george um, stuff from this weekend really made me feel bad for a guy because he like i always thought it was funny that his oh. hair looks like the speed racer's helmet but the man yeah. really embarrassed no, himself. You, you know what? No, it's like here. It like his, like his, it's his here. hairline no. is here. Like. No. no, guys. It, what it is, I figured it out. His hairline is like a Lego man. Like, yes. You know, like the Lego guys. And you like it, click on new hair. That's his hairline. It's so crisp. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's so man. wild. Yeah. Okay, just the, a couple quick more to, here. Shout out to Paul George. All right. Really, Bo? Shout out to Paul George. Really? Exactly. Really well. Um, where does Basal own more real estate? Does it is it in Spain or is it in Vucevic's head? Oh my goodness. It was so I feel kind of bad for Vucevic. It was like hard to watch it happen again. Because everybody, you know, yeah talked about it. We knew last it was time coming. It played. You knew it was coming and then just to, I think too it was just really bad. It was just hard to watch at times. You know you know, they're playing the the Sixers next, so Joel Embiid is gonna. Uh, you made the joke before this all started that Joel Embiid's gonna suddenly uh, have coronavirus and bow out. I, he's gonna not oh, show okay. up. Okay, right. To be fair, I said this in January excuse. when no one was taking it seriously. <laughs> I know, but it's gonna be some like BS excuse. Injury. Joel Embiid's gonna. Okay, sure, but you know that's a real playoff matchup, and Joel Embiid's not gonna play or he's not gonna show up. Uh, Brett Brown's gonna give some stupid excuse, and we'll all have to pretend that Joel Embiid is. You know, I really like Joel Embiid, but he is completely dog walked by Mark Gasol every time they play against each other. It's, it's he's he's checked out. He's checked out too. Like and and like, wouldn't you be after like when is the process going to finally get started? I'm not sure if we've if if we've really established that yet. Like it's just like the, we're supposed to trust this thing that's just ongoing. I mean, I don't know. Seventy Sixers, the Maple Leafs, same same as as uh, as if you ask me. Wow. Wow. Uh, guys, true or false? Um, Bud, is, Bud is to 2020 as Dwayne Casey was to 2018. Uh, I mean, I feel like Dwayne Casey could have been more. Than- uh, we could. It's too early for this for that uh, determination. I just wanted to throw it out there. I feel like we got to give Dwayne Casey more credit for getting 59 wins out of Demar Derozan led team, whereas uh, Mike Budenholzer is getting Coach of the Year for winning 60 games with Giannis, like. No, I mean I don't know, man. It's uh, it's um, not quite the same. Last thing, guys. Last night, 
Kuz uh, shot that game winner. Um, and he had this quote at the end of the night. He said, I think Jesus uh, could be in front of me and I would still shoot. Who does that refer to on the Toronto Raptors? Who would say that on the Raptors? Who would say that on the Raptors? Um, I think it's your favorite. Well, personally. Oh, Matt Thomas? <laughs> oh, Chris? Oh, Chris is definitely shooting. Chris is definitely shooting. Chris is like Jesus was like 6'3". Six four, maybe. Like, come I on, got man. it. That's a, that's a mismatch. Think, Jesus was like five five. Jesus couldn't not have been over five seven. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah. definitely. Chris Boucher is definitely shooting. Um, and Chris Boucher's blocking <laughs> Jesus is three too. By the way. Oh, 100%. he's he is definitely running 100%. out on it. Oh, definitely biting on the pump fake for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Chris Jesus had a couple of really awesome blocks last night. Last night, yes. and it just just really made really just discouraged some of some of the shooters on the other team it was awesome yeah he should get more minutes against the bucks all right kate this was fantastic thanks for calling all right guys i appreciate it have a great day and we'll talk to you soon peace all right you too um from uh, pat santos uh, uh do you think boston is toronto's biggest order milwaukee we already covered this uh but do you have an, a new answer? No, I still think it's Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee guards the paint better than Boston does. Um, agreed. Uh, M- Macy, I hope that's right. Uh, Macy O, do you think Matt Thomas will have a bit more minutes during the playoffs? Uh, this was a thing a lot of people were discussing uh, yesterday night. I think he's – I don't know why he would, but he – I don't know. He's a good player. He's a solid 26-year-old rookie. Mm. Um do you think Matt Thomas has played his way into more minutes in the playoffs? Or? Um, I think I think Terrence Davis has played himself out of a lot of minutes in the playoffs. That's, that's fact. And the next guy on the line is Matt Thomas. And I think Matt Thomas has played well. Uh, but I do think, obviously, there's some real defensive concerns with Matt. Specific matchups, I think Milwaukee can play more against. Boston's probably a little tough for him to play um, yeah. just because, you know, he's probably going to have to slide his feet against Kemba or whatever. Uh, Philly, I could see him playing a little bit more. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, Matt, Matt's played well. And I think Nick has given him lots of credit. Like Nick has said multiple times that after the, the quarantine, it seemed like um, Matt came back a better player, a more confident player, doing a little bit more stuff off the dribble. Um, and I enjoy it. Like if, if uh, look, if we got what uh, J- Jody Meeks got that every, every, every last two minutes of the first quarter, or last two minutes of the third quarter, he comes in, you know, um, yeah, let's 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 have let's have yeah. Matt do that, but a little bit more as well. Like, let's give Matt like eight minutes a game in the playoffs. Can we do that? I think that's sustainable, right? Um, I don't know actually. I think that Norm okay. Powell is going to get a lot more minutes in the playoffs. But I'm I mean, not sure we how we have like we're only playing seven guys right now, essentially. So someone's got to be the eight. The eighth guy usually gets well, like twelve minutes. I think it's Ronde is the eighth man, and I just don't really know how much. How like unless Norm is shooting very poorly, I think mm. that's the only way that Matt sees kind of it. It's you and Alex and uh, sorted uh, folks on Twitter are totally for. Anywho, Word. we have uh, Keith on the line. Keith from Toronto uh, to discuss Chris Middleton. Welcome to the show, Keith. Hey guys, how's it going? Really excited to be on the show. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, Will been a big fan since back in the day. I feel like um, I've been. I've been, I've met season tickets since like 2013. Um, so I've been listening to you 
along the way there. And, uh, yeah, I just, just wanted to say, um, you know, I heard your podcast earlier today. We're talking about Chris Middleton being about as good as Norm. I don't think that's fair to Norm. Um, I think, uh, Chris, <laughs> my wife and I watched right. a lot of Raptors right. games together. <laughs> um, so my wife and I watched a lot of games together, which, uh, which is great. I highly recommend, um, you know, marrying someone who likes the Raptors. Um, and she said, she, she, we call him Chris from accounting. Cause he just looks like a random dude that you would just see like at your work. Um, oh. and <laughs> anyway, I, I wanted to ask you guys, um, sort of how do you see the, see the season playing out and, uh, you know, potential Raptors Bucks conference finals. Are you worried that if the Raptors beat them again, Giannis won't want to come to Toronto because it feels like a snake move? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. First off, uh, you know, Giannis should go to the situation. He gives himself a best chance of winning. And I think it's different than the KD situation, right? The Warriors have won 73 games. They were, like, touted as the greatest team of all time. Honestly, they had a good case for it, right, before all the injuries and stuff like that. And LeBron happened and Kyrie happened. But, um, you know, I don't think it's the same situation. No one's talking about the Raptors like they're a 73-win team. They're just a well-run organization. They have a great supporting cast that can really accommodate a star. We saw that with Kawhi. So I don't think anyone should slander Kawhi or for slander Giannis or whatever, calling him a snake for joining the Raptors. I mean, like, it just makes sense. If anything, the Raptors deserve to have superstars look at them because of the situation. Like, they're one of the best-run franchises in the NBA. They keep developing players. You know, that, that's just a good move. Like, no one would slander Giannis if he went to, like, Miami or whatever. And my, Miami's basically the junior Raptors. Yeah, no. so. <laughs> yeah I know. I, yeah, I tend to agree. I just wonder um, how, the, how the media will spin the narrative if that does happen just somehow. Uh, shit on the Raptors. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be a little bit different if he was leaving a larger media market. I think the Canadian market has proven itself, especially over the last decade, with the Raptors' great run and the All-Star game and the size profile rising. The Toronto Raptors are you know, becoming a very highly regarded franchise in the NBA. It won't be seen, it won't just be seen like cutting bait. It'll be, he took an opportunity to join like a premier organization in the NBA run by one of the one of the league's biggest stars. So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a yeah a, too much of a homer. But if I'm in no, uh, you, if I'm, I'm a homer too, so I like legit. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um I think I'm assuming Bobby and Masai are uh, are really representing the organization well. So really excited to have them down there yeah. uh, doing all that for the Raptors. Anyway, guys, thanks, thanks a lot for taking my call. Uh, I just have one more question. Um, so, Will, Josh, you guys, you guys spend a lot of time in Toronto. Um, I, have a, I have some time off work right now, and I was wondering, what, what would you guys do if you had a free day in the city or, you know, I bike a lot so I can get somewhere near the city as well? Um, go to the Bluffs. It's a great day. Or, like, honestly, like, Q Beach, like, that area is really nice. The east end of the city is very slept on. Um, especially Q Beach, actually, just spending an entire day like biking along there. The volleyball courts are really nice. The beach volleyball courts. Obviously, there's a there's an actual beach. There's a great park. The the, the area around there around Queen is really nice. 
Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I um, love it out there. What have I been up to? Uh, I, yeah, like biking down by the lake is very nice. Um, actually, this is my recommendation. A couple weeks ago, uh, I went out to the Humber Arboretum. I'm from over there. Uh, but I was staying with my parents and walked the Arboretum for a couple hours on Saturday morning. And it's unbelievable. It seems like so eerie whenever you're in big sort of green space, all you can see are trees and can't hear a highway in the middle of Toronto. So I'd recommend going up to the uh, sort of like North Humber uh, River Valley and check out the Arboretum up there. It's Sounds good. good. Too. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. guys. Keep up. Keep up the good Thank work you. and uh, go wrap. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the kind words. Um, 2013, I feel like that's like the best time to get Raptor season tickets. Yeah, like, what a run. It was cheap at that time, and then immediately you're seeing playoffs every year. Yeah. And you didn't have to watch Barniani in person. So that's that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good deal by Keith. Um yeah, let's uh let's let's tackle a couple more questions here. I, yeah, I was, from, I, was af- I was afraid oh. you were going to give away your uh, Stanley suggestion. By the way, I uh, those, thought about it, but I have it. a I have a very good one this week, and it's it's not Sweet. yeah it's it's not as kind as last week when I just said <laughs> what did I say last week? Go fishing, yeah. Um, Steve says, uh, "What is one thing you can think Kyle can improve on or continue to improve on?" Kyle can, yeah. I don't know. Uh, his back has been healthy. Like he's done everything you wanted. I don't. I don't really mm. think there's anything that you can ask Kyle to improve on. Do you? Um, I don't know, man. Maybe just get more creative with the fashion. You know, I mean, oh, that's not his league fits. Yeah, just like because you know Kyle's kind of like a more of a muted guy. Like his best fit is when he puts the towel on his head because the game's over, and he's dropped thirty three points on you. <laughs> yeah, Kyle doesn't throw in the towel. He throws it on. Yeah. Um, no, he makes yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I like Kyle Lowry is no, but a, yeah, obviously, you know, he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. Like, it's I don't really know what there is to improve on. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe his golf stroke, but it seems like he's working on that. So, yeah, it looked all right. It looked pretty good. Definitely wasn't no Charles Barkley uh, swing. That's for sure. Uh, nice. Next one from uh, King Steezus. Uh, shout out Jordan Crawford. Uh, what's the issue with TD2? Uh, he spends too much time on Instagram. Let's move on. Uh, Annie Tran asks a non-Raptors question. <laughs> Who do you guys want to see clinch the eighth seed in the West? I love this question because uh, that's been really fun. Like as much as people kind of like, um, you know, poo-pooed the idea of this, like, okay, this arbitrary, like six games within the playoffs, you know, let's give the Pelicans this like easy chance to make playoffs. Of course they have not done so. Um yeah, because uh, Duke Duke Anthony Bennett has not been able to deliver. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> the playoff run. Oh my goodness, William. Well, I what? agree a hundred percent. He's been so Duke. Come on. Um, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean the the eighth seed in the West has been really fun, and honestly, I'm kind of cool with whoever else that's still in the race getting. I think the Spurs are really slept on right now. They're playing some really good basketball. Do you um, want to see the Spurs in the playoffs? No, but I, I, actually know, think I just Spurs... want to. Give, I want to give Demar his credit. Come on, man. Yeah, shout out to Demar. Like shout out to Demar. <laughs> Big, like very, really and truly. Mm-hmm. But I do think the opportunity to see two teams that can, like the uh, Blazers and the Suns, I actually think cause problems for the top seeded teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like that because I prefer. I don't think the Spurs are actually a super competitive series in that same way. I think they're. 
yeah, I don't think like do the Spurs have an answer for Anthony Davis? Um, you know, Jakob Pertl's there. Jakob Pertl's yeah. actually played pretty nice. Maybe they, maybe the I, maybe the Spurs do belong in the eight uh, seed. Uh, look, I'm just cheering for my, my Raptors. Okay, the Spurs are you know the best two players of the Spurs right now are Demar and Jakob. Uh, so look, I'm I'm supporting them. The Suns obviously a fantastic story. Um, Devin Booker shooting a shot uh, at Kyle literally Jenner. yeah everywhere yeah everywhere and he's hitting everything so I you know I expect him to to make that as well fits the profile um, and you know even like the Grizzlies if, if you know they're they're right now really sliding but that's a fun team I like the way they play obviously no Jaron Jackson but it'd be fun to yeah. see Jaw like I'm cool with whoever wins the eighth seed but. If I had to pick just one, I'd pick Portland. I just think Portland's story is the coolest, and I think it makes for the most competitive basketball. Like it'd be nice for the Suns, the, the Suns to make the playoffs after this like undefeated run through the, the seeding games. It'd be a great story, but I still think ultimately the uh, the Blazers are just a better team. Yeah. And I would like to see the Blazers give the Lakers trouble because I think that that series goes like six games. I really do. Yeah, I think it goes. Yeah, I I don't know. Dame in the late game situation, Saturday excluded, is a problem. And if the if he can keep a game close, I, I don't want to. I you know, no disrespect to LeBron James, but mm. that's a scary situation. Um, yeah, I want to take another. Uh, want to take another question here, but uh, as I gotta remind you guys, please call uh, in two eight nine seven seven eight zero nine one eight, and then the number might be obscured by my large head, but. Uh, Please call in. Um, but yeah, okay. Another question we have here from Pat Santos. Uh, who surprised you guys the most in the bubble so far? Let's just limit this to the Raptors. Obviously, it's the Suns. Um, if we're going to expand outside the yeah. Raptors. But who on the Raptors has surprised you the most so far in the bubble? Uh, da, da, da. Actually, like Fred being mostly healthy, I didn't actually think was going to happen. Because coming into the playoffs or the bubble, it's like, oh, Fred might actually have like tweaked his knee or whatever. But he's 100% there. He's playing out of control. I'm very, 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 very excited to see the damage that Fred can do going into the playoffs. Not that I thought he'd be out of shape or anything like that, but you know, there's yeah, he's, he, was, he he's, was banged up for sure. Like he, yeah, he was and playing through a couple of small injuries for sure. Yeah, and he's popped off the screen since uh, the Raptors came back. So really happy for him. Really excited for what he will do in the playoffs. Um, and I think that's my answer. Positively, negatively, Serge Ibaka's looked terrible. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was gonna pick Serge because jumping over Amazon boxes maybe isn't enough training, but I, <laughs> it it sucks. Like he's an older player. He didn't. He wasn't on a court for several months. He may need to play himself in shape, but he's looked. He's he's looked like his only workout material was like st- stretching bands and jumping over, you know, Amazon boxes. Well, what's really confusing to me is that. Um... Yeah, like, Serge was playing awesome in the scrimmage yeah. games. And whatever, it's a scrimmage. But, like, he was in rhythm. He was hitting his jumper, super confident, moving around well, blocking shots, everything you wanted to see from Serge. You're like, okay, great. I know Serge is a great vet. He's probably the best conditioned player on the team, just in terms of how serious he takes his conditioning. Um, you know, he's just such a pro. Of course, he's continues to be in a contract year. So I don't know what it is, other than him moving to the bench. And that must be a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, it's not a new role for him either. And I really did expect that if he came off the bench, there's more opportunities for him to score. Because with the starters, like, there's already, you know, Kyle, Fred, and Pascal there. You know, Serge is 
I don't know, fourth, third option, right? Um, with the bench, he can really get to be like one or two, uh, him and Norm, uh, with, with whoever else is out there with them. I think he can thrive in that role. I think he should. It's just, it's been tough. Um, but he looks kind of sluggish, which again, I just didn't expect because he played so well in the in the scrimmages that, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I was having a really, uh, I was having a really fun season with Serge and it's, uh, it's unfortunate that he struggled a little bit, but I believe he'll pick it up. He's, he's a playoff guy for sure. Uh, yeah. We, we have another caller. Uh, we have another Will uh, in Toronto. He wants to talk about the Raptors. Wow. Okay. Good show for it. Will, welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you very much. Gary, good afternoon, Josh, Mr. Will Lou. Just sending my regards. That's it. Loving what you guys are doing here. Great. I appreciate it, man. So what's in your mind? What's All right, going, yeah, I'm looking for right nothing. Just literally shouting you guys out. This is so I'm nice. commenting always on the uh, so... on the uh, on the comments there, so uh, we'll leave it at that. Wait, uh, is this Will Chan? In trouble here, so uh, I'm pleading with this FIS. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Well, well, thank you for calling in. We appreciate uh, your listenership and your viewership. And uh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Are, are are you the devoted Stephen LeBron uh, radio listener? I'm treating the fifth. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shout out, Steve. I, I, yeah. Listen, Let's I put pre- it that I, way. I appreciate you tremendously, bro. You are, you are the yes, number one. Yeah, appreciate you guys as well here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that should squash the uh, the uh, I don't want to say rumors, but the um, maybe the the misinformation of uh, Will Wu having a burner account, maybe <laughs> oh, on another on, platform man. somewhere. So. Come on, man. Let's just uh, squash that. And um, yeah, that's it. So take care, guys. All right. I got a conference call to jump into. So take care. Go wrap. Right, man. I appreciate Peace. you, man. That's so oh, nice. I don't know what's going on. So that's your shooter? No, I mean, I have multiple shooters, apparently. Um, that's, you know, but of late, they've been shooting back at me. Um, <clears throat> aside, it's definitely one of my guys, but <laughs> he's been killing me. You've been killing me. Uh, Alex has been defending me, but you know, Alex is his own man. He should stand. You just need to stop apologizing to Chris Boucher. That's where I, that's, that's I just want to, I just, I just want to be good with all the players on the team, you know? Like, I just, you know, uh, I'll try to be friends with everybody because realistically, they don't need anything from me, but, uh, you know, we can get along. Oh, snarky, whatever. Uh, okay. We have another, we have another call. Uh, Do we have another call or no? Uh, Samir? Samir? Samir, welcome yeah, to the show. Yeah, what's going on, guys? How you doing, man? Good. How are you, man? Um, so my question is, um, uh, who do you think will benefit more from not having fans, like the young guys or the vets? Because, um, like, initially I was thinking that Miami wouldn't be as much of a threat because they have like you know younger guys in terms of like Hero and uh, Robinson. Mm-hmm. But like, since there's no fans, that sort of like pressure of being on the road isn't going to be there. So you think that's going to be a big factor? How much the fans really factor in, to be honest. For the Raptors, I don't think it matters much at all. They're so they're such a vocal team. I think that more often than not, the guys aren't really listening to the crowd noise. They're listening to Kyle and Mark bark out orders. Um, yeah. So Are you- I, I, I think for many other teams, like LeBron James is saying that, you know, he can't hit a jump shot unless he has, you know, uh, his fans in the crowd. Oh, they got you know, to get Beyonce on the virtual board. 
I feel like it, I think that's what I think that uh, you know that's what LeBron is is alluding to. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think for the Raptors having a virtual audience and having piped in crowd noise, it doesn't matter as much. I think for other teams, uh, who aren't used to like listening for instructions and how they're going to cover a pick and roll is maybe influencing. I don't know. I I've, I saw earlier that Lou Williams said that he doesn't really get the point and it doesn't affect him. Um, yeah, but, but how about like younger guys? Because usually younger guys on the road, they shy away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they can't handle the pressure. So, you know. I mean, I feel like the crowd impacts to a point, but also at the same time, like I think they also know that like it's – I think it's a situation that maybe gets through their minds more than the crowd itself. You know what I mean? I think the crowd yeah. is an additional factor, but I think the main factor is it's a really tight moment. It's a really big situation. They're a little nervous because they've never been there before. They don't want to screw up. Mm-hmm. They know millions of people are watching. Um, that is, I think, the biggest factor. But yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, I think Giannis is probably the guy that's probably benefiting the most from no crowds because, you know, the Raptors fans were making them shoot like 40% from the free throw line when it mattered. <laughs> yeah, we got to fix that. Sure. We got, look, we, the Raptors, whoever the shooting coaches, Jim Sand, Nick Nurse, like just fix Giannis's jump shot. And we'll have like another four or five titles. It's unbelievable you know to see him like, put up short free throws. It's just crazy. How is he so strong, but he only hits air balls and, and front iron? Like, just can you shoot? <laughs> what is wrong with the mechanics? It's, it's, anyway. He has awful form. His form is really bad. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what Giannis kind of reminds me of so far in his career? Kind of the trajectory of LeBron in terms of like, um, remember how like the first, co- the first like eight or so years, like, he wasn't a great perimeter shooter and like Dallas kind of stifled his offense or whatever. Hmm. It's similar. I mean, LeBron was a better shooter than Giannis at this point in his career for sure. But I feel like for Giannis to win a chip and get, I mean, he's obviously a superstar, but for him to win the whole thing, I think he needs to improve like on on the perimeter. Cause like Hmm. in the playoffs, you just put a wall, like look what the Raptors did. They put a wall, they put a wall up and they're like, you're not getting, we're going to stop you as much as we can from getting into the paint. And then mm-hmm. look what happened. They won four in a row. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Like until he, he improved on the perimeter, do you think he can win it all? I don't think he can, honestly. Yeah. I think he can win it all in the week here. Like this year, I think it's kind of a week year. Like all due respect to all the teams out there, but it's a week year. Yeah. Um, this year it's yeah. more wide open. I can see it, but I mean, yeah, consistently. No, I think he needs to improve his three. Like just, significantly to be honest like it's, it's just no one respects the shot whatsoever and even if like defenses sag yeah. off from and stuff like that like even if he starts hitting like three threes a game defenses are still gonna pack the paint because he's that dangerous near there but it'll just change so much of like because you could see in crunch time like he only has one mind to go to the basket and it makes it just a little bit yeah. predictable right so he's a great exactly player, he's a great and, player, and the man. thing is yeah no for sure but the thing is like like they haven't improved anything from last year like he's just as good to me he's just as good as he was last year right mm-hmm. but then and the, the craziest thing is brogdon like why would they treat uh, to me brogdon outside of Giannis was the scariest you know opponent when when the raptors faced them right mm-hmm. so i don't know why the hell they let brogdon go well he can actually dribble and break down the defense to get to the basket for a layup um and yeah you name, you name me another bucks player that can do that with any consistency maybe blood so but it's not that hard to keep him out of the paint so yeah exactly all yeah, right anyways, thanks for the time. all right man Samir, thanks for all right. appreciate it all right yeah, have a good one you too. all Peace. right
All right, William Liu, I think it's time for a segment like no other, without rival. Uh, Stanley's suggestions, do you want to go first this week? I do. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you know this. It's a bit of an obscure one, but since we're on the YouTube platform, I wanted to stick closer to this. Um, you know, if you watch some basketball videos on YouTube, you'll see like these ads for different products. Um, one product, I don't know if you know if you're familiar with, uh, the Coach Goodwin Ball Gloves. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like Stanley could like maybe call Coach and like get these ball gloves because what it does is it takes away uh, your ability to handle the ball uh, and it really makes you work on because it reduces your grip on the ball and stuff like that. You know, I, I think it'll just help him with the handle a little bit. So, you know, watch a YouTube video. I feel like Coach Goodwin ball gloves was much more popular in like 2017, 2016. Maybe I don't know what happened to his business, but um, call him up, let him know and just like, you know, just just work on the handle. I feel like the handle could could use a little bit more work. That's all. So that's, that's like my it. suggestion. I think that's a very solid suggestion. Um, for this week, um, my original answer was going to be the um, new Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion music video, but I'm sure that everyone watching Bro, they're, now and they're, they're in a bubble, man. Come on, please don't do that to them. <laughs> um, don't specifically the... don't watch that video, okay? <laughs> uh, the well, I mean the. The other thing, the local suggestion I'll offer is uh, Auntie Lucy's um, here in the Annex. It's great. The rumors about it uh, being very delicious are true. Um, I visited uh, once a couple weeks ago and plan to again very soon. It's down the street. Actually, Will, you should uh, pull up on the weekend and we'll go down, get burgers. Um, but that's a suggestion in Toronto. I like suggesting uh, local businesses. So that's my suggestion. Other than that, Stanley while in the bubble, feel free to you know catch up on uh, the latest Cardi B and Mega Stallion music video. It's uh, a, a delight for the senses, both visual and auditory. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if we're shouting out local places, shout out Roti Cuisine of India <laughs> here on DuPont. You, bro, yeah. I mean, I, I love pretty, that place. Good. I don't know. It, it's, I, you know what it is? I, I used to live right beside there. So, yes. That's, it is that's, good. That's it comes partially in why clutch. I it is super clutch, man. So, um, Stanley, if you're ever, you know, in. Uh, I don't know, walking to this Castle Loma or something. Maybe you want to walk the steps. Uh, walk down those steps and get yourself a, a nice roti. Did, uh, apropos of nothing, and we'll end the show now, but did you see, there's like this commercial that has a guy running up the steps there. Mm. That as, I'm not going to name the brand, but there's a, it's like an electronics company. There's a guy okay. running up the stairs. I've never seen a camera crew there. So I think the man really just shot it himself, and it's in a national advertisement against rappers group. So Shout out to that guy. He was a brother, so I hope he got the bag. Well, um, yeah, Do you want to plug? Mean, <laughs> are we plugging the steps? Is that another Stanley suggestion? Well, yeah, it's that, yeah. The the what are they called? Uh, the Baldwin. Steps I think it's the Baldwin one? steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Baldwin steps at Spadina and Dupont. Highly Big recommend. Reference. Just at, at, at nighttime, you know, there's less people on there trying to do exercises. Uh, yeah, and there's just more vibes when you because you can look down Spadina. It's like a very clear street. You can see the city skyline. It's kind a, of, what am I, it's a it's, couple of trees. Yeah, it's a great view. This at the top mm-hmm. of the Baldwin Steps, looking down towards the CN Tower, quality view. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, that does for the podcast. Uh, Josh, thanks for co-hosting as always. Um, of course, KFC. Big shout out KFC and ten dollar bucket. Get the $10 bucket, man. That is a deal. I'm just telling you. I'm not even, I'm, I'm telling you. Every time I read it, I'm like, that's, it's unbelievable how much uh, 
food you're getting for just 10 bucks. So, uh, yeah, thanks to our sponsor. Thanks to Ashley, producer Ashley, for, uh, you know, apologize that her phone is breaking because we're getting so <laughs> many phone calls. Uh, we're going to try to work on this. but um, And then, of course, thanks to everyone for listening, calling in. And uh, we'll be back. Actually, yeah, that's the important thing. We'll be back next Monday. That's August the 17th on the eve of, I believe, the playoffs start on the 18th. The schedule's not fully out, but uh, we'll have one more call-in show. We'll take a lot of questions on Raptors Nets. Um, you know, Josh, uh, we can have a lot of time to look at uh, who some of these guys are because I really will need some time to scout um, Timothy Luau Caparo. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back next Monday, so please call in then at, at noon. All right. Watch Raptors group chat. Uh, listen to the Reaction Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next Monday. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.